On this week's episode of Ride the Lightning, the Tesla unofficial podcast, Tesla's big holiday software update brings a new look as well as a ton of new features, both practical and fun. Plus, Giga Texas gears up for its grand opening, the Tesla Semi gets another big order, and more. What's happening, friends? Ryan McCaffrey here with you for episode 334 of Ride the Lightning, the Tesla unofficial podcast for December 26th, 2021. I hope all of you who were celebrating had a Merry Christmas. I'm recording this on the morning of Christmas Eve. I couldn't do it on my usual Friday night because of a little family tradition. We haven't quite folded our daughter into this yet because it's uh, not quite appropriate. She's not quite old enough. But uh, in my family, we've watched National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation and laughed every Christmas Eve night for years and years. And I've carried the tradition forward since uh, moving to California and now uh, being married to my wife. I've dragged her into it. She actually doesn't really like the movie. I love it. I, once a year, I, I still crack up every time I watch it that once a year. But in any case... I am hopeful that, you know, tomorrow as I record, tomorrow's Christmas, I hope my daughter is going to enjoy her day. We are extremely blessed to all be in good health and all be together, and I wish all of you the very same. There is plenty to talk about in the world of Tesla this week, despite it being a holiday week. So let me get started. First up, as promised by Elon on social media, Tesla has released its big holiday software update if you're looking for it, uh, if you're on the production branch, which is pretty much everybody, it's version 2021.44.25, and it does indeed have a ton of neat stuff in it. I was talking to a friend of mine uh, just yesterday, and I, I we were going through it. Like, I am not sure there's been a, a single update that's had more new stuff in it. I mean, definitely the, the last update that was this big was the version 10. UI revamp, which was two, over two years ago. It was uh, September of 2019. But I still think this one, as I'm about to detail for you, just has more in it, including a UI revamp. So uh, let's get to, to moving through it. In my humble opinion, the biggest thing in this, or at least the highlight, I think, that I think all of us will get the most practical day-to-day -day usage out of is what Tesla is calling the automatic blind spot camera, which as it fairly well self-describes, it is at long last the repeater camera popping up on the screen when you activate your turn signal. People have been asking for this one for a long time, and Elon has acknowledged it multiple times over the at least months, maybe even years, might even be a couple years of that feature being bounced around and requested at this point. But Elon had previously said that it was a harder problem to solve than it seemed. Well, the good news is the Tesla software team has solved it, and now it's here. I think this is just a phenomenal safety feature to have. I am very stoked about this one. Now, I guess I should say here, as I sit, again, it's uh, it's 10.40 a.m. on Friday morning, here the 24th. 
I have not received the holiday update yet. It has started to go out. By the time most of you hear this show, it's possible that quite a number of you will have this already. So I'll try not to linger on this for too long, but I did want to just walk through everything that's in here. So first up was the automatic blind spot camera. But another big part of this and the most obvious thing that you will notice, as I mentioned at the top, the new UI. It very much closely resembles the UI of the new Model S and Model X. Aside from new fonts, sorry, I can't, I can't help but notice fonts because I was a longtime magazine editor. My eyes and brain are keyed into that. But you've got new fonts, you've got a customizable app launcher, which in short, like in the new S and the X, you can customize the icons on that bottom bar of your screen. This, uh, which again is another feature that I know I've had people call in on the Ride the Lightning hotline asking about that. So that's been a feature that's been requested for some time as well. So uh, as I said, you know, as far as big UI revamps, there have been a couple since the Model 3 and Model Y rolled out. We had, and I, I guess, well, the S has had one or two more in its lifetime. But f- as far as kind of the, the fleet at large, or at least the recent history, as I said, version 10 was two years ago, fall 2019. We got version 9 a year before that in fall of 2018. So they were kind of on an annual cadence there for a little while. And then that stopped. That, I mean, that, that was even a pre-pandemic thing as well. That, it wasn't the pandemic that stopped a, a UI revamp. Elon had said at the time, yeah, you know, don't expect a, a big thing every year. But here we are. We waited two years and we now have a brand new user interface. Reactions to that new UI in the online Tesla community have been actually a bit negative so far from kind of, I would say, mixed to mixed negative to, to put it on the scale there. Now, from just the pictures, since again, I haven't used it yet, I don't have it. From the pictures, I do like it because uh, for one, I'm personally glad to see a little more color come back into the UI, but certainly I can't give my full verdict, really weigh in on it until I've lived with it, used it, see how the new layout and functionality suits me as I'm driving the car. Now, next up, in the long list of new features in version 11, a light show for the rest of us. Those of you who are lucky enough to own the Model X has, have had the the Merry Xmas uh, light show and door dance for quite some time, but now the rest of the fleet gets in on the light show fun. So from the description, it says, watch your Tesla dance to a choreographed light show at any time of year, and to access it, you open the toy box tap light show and follow the instructions. Now, uh, this is pretty cool. I've watched a couple of videos online from Model 3 and, and Model Y. If you have a newer Tesla, which I do not at this point, my 2018 is not definitely not considered a newer one, but a newer SX3Y has matrix headlights, which means, you know, little kind of uh, pixels in effect inside the headlamps. And so your headlamps can project words if they are programmed to do so. And during this light show, it projects the word Tesla complete in the T-E-S-L-A, the Tesla font, onto the wall in front of you, which is pretty darn cool. And further than that, you can program it yourself 
to do a custom light show to any song. So as Tesla describes it on their tesla.com blog update detailing this version 11 update, they say, anybody with a computer can now create their own unique Tesla light show. No Tesla vehicle required. Using X lights, free open source software, you can create a light show to perform with any music of your choice. You can then download your show or shows from other creators onto a USB flash drive and upload it to your car. Light Show also comes preloaded with one song for you to enjoy and works with all new Model S, new Model X, and any Model 3 or Model Y. Um, I think we are going to see very, very soon uh, competitions, perhaps, friendly competitions at Tesla Club meetups. You know, kind of like a like a singing competition or dancing competition, but a you know build your own light show competition. And we'll, we can have judges. We can we could see what people are going to come up with all kinds of stuff in all sorts of musical genres. It is going to be fun, and I can't wait to see the YouTube videos of what people make. Next up in version eleven, you can now edit the waypoints. Remember waypoints we had just gotten added recently. You can edit those waypoints after inputting them in case you'd like to reorder them. So again, just a very quick iteration on another long requested feature that we had finally just gotten delivered to us. On the video game front, the game I talked about last week, the original classic Sonic the Hedgehog is in version 11. Sudoku has also been added and the Battle of Polytopia, if you've given that a shot, it's actually a very good game. They've added multiplayer support there. And on a related note, you may recall I've brought up Cyberpunk 2077 and The Witcher 3 with regard to the new SNX a few times recently, and Elon has given us an update on that. He tweeted, quote, It's complicated, but hopefully Cyberpunk will be released next quarter along with Witcher. A lot of internal debate as to whether we should be putting effort towards generalized gaming emulation versus making individual games work well, end quote. And I'm not sure where I fall on that. As someone who works in the games business himself, uh, sorry, I just referred to myself in the third person. That was really lame. But anyway, as somebody that works in the gaming world, I don't know where I fall on Tesla putting effort towards generalized gaming emulation versus making individual games. I mean, I think I think I would probably lean towards the latter. It's it would be if you're going to that energy spend it on making an individual game work great and have that game be an awesome version of that game versus spending your time just doing a general gaming emulation. So I think all right, I've made up my mind. Individual games it is. For me, and hopefully those of you who've been lucky enough to take delivery of a new S or new X are going to get two huge AAA, highly rated games here in the next three months or so. And, and in fact, when that happens, the new S and X in particular are going to be absolutely stacked in the games department. For free in your car, you will have access to Cyberpunk 2077, the Witcher 3, which was IGN's 2015 game of the year, by the way, Cuphead, Sonic the Hedgehog, Fallout Tactics, and then it kind of goes on and on from there into the, the smaller tier stuff. But that is quite a gaming library to have available to you anytime you want, when you're not driving, 
in your car. That is just so cool. Next up on the V11 list, automatic seat heaters. The first row seat heaters can now automatically regulate seat temperature based on the cabin environment and the climate control set temperature. HVAC must be in the auto setting for this to work. So a subtle but nice little improvement there that it's working your seat heaters into the cabin preconditioning. Love that. TikTok has been added to the Tesla theater. This one's probably mostly for the kids that are riding in your car. Probably not so much for the adults, but still a welcome addition. X, uh, moving on to the next thing, you can now easily delete all dash cam video clips directly from the touchscreen. And I have to say here, I, I hope there's going to be another iteration on this because it'd be nice to be able to select groups of them rather than have to go either one at a time or this new edition all at once. So it's, it's, it's single or everything. I'd love to be able to just have a, you know, like click edit and then just tap a checkbox icon next to each one and be able to take out like a block of them. Like if I were just parked somewhere and I got 12 century alerts that were just from people walking in front of the car on the sidewalk. Well, it'd be nice to get rid of those, but maybe keep some of the other ones that are in there if I want to. But still, a good step in the right direction here. Uh, speaking of good steps in the right direction, how about V11 offering a dark mode? Yes, finally. So if you want night mode all the time, you'll you'll note that depending on the time of year, when you're out, if you're out driving as the sun is going down, your Tesla will switch from uh, a you know white light mode interface to a black dark mode interface at around the time it's getting dark. Well, now you can just have it in dark mode all the time. Uh, and I will definitely choose to do that in my car. I have that set on my iPhone, which I very much enjoy. And I will uh, most likely replicate that in the car as well. But you'll have the choice. That's the good news. Finally, you can also hide map details if you want to, which uh, if you're curious what that quite means, the description is simplify your navigation app and hide map details by tapping the pin button on the map. So a little, you know, just you can have a, a bit of a bit cleaner of a UI if you want to. So in some, oh, actually, sorry, there's one more thing which I'm going to mention. This doesn't apply to everybody, but this is for my listeners outside of North America, uh, and I've gotten some emails about this, so I definitely want to spread this good news. Tesla says sentry mode live access, uh, excuse me, live camera access, in other words, checking in through your Tesla app, getting a live look at your, your camera feeds, that has is now going out with V11 to the rest of North America, and they say the majority of Europe. So, um, in fact, of course, now that I say that, I feel like one of the people that emailed me about that was from Australia or New Zealand, so that uh, won't help that person, unfortunately. But oh, I, I don't know why Australia and New Zealand wouldn't be included in this. Hopefully, if they're not, and it seems like they're not, they'll get it soon. But in any case, it's good to see that sentry mode live camera access feature roll out to many more Tesla owners. Uh, now... In sum, I think this is, again, this is a very comprehensive 
and overall seems like a very fantastic update here. And what I would like to say is first, a very big and very sincere thank you to the Tesla software team that no doubt has worked really, really hard on this. I mean, just doing a UI revamp is a lot. Just doing from what we were kind of given indication of from Elon, you know, months or a year or two back, just doing the uh, the blind spot camera mode, the automatic blind spot camera, just that was a large undertaking. Uh, you know, just adding a program, adding a, you know, TikTok to the theater, any one of these things takes effort, but doing it all together, all packaged up, all at once, it's a it's just a heck of a of a job here by the Tesla software team. And again, we get this for free. We get this for free. I mean, it's it's just, you know, to, to do my one of my patented pullback, you know, pull up to the 10,000 foot high view, over the air software updates were unheard of in the car industry before Tesla came along with the Model S. And and let's be honest, I mean, I, I don't think it's being too Tesla fanboyish to say plenty of other companies would have monetized software updates from the, from the jump. They would have absolutely monetized them from the jump. And Tesla has never done that. Now, yes, they do have premium connectivity that is a paid thing. They do have other paid things, but the updates themselves have always been free. This version 11 UI is going out to everybody for free. All of these features that I just talked about are going out to all eligible cars, which sadly does not, not all of those features are going to go out to the uh, legacy S and X cars with the vertical, uh, you know, the portrait oriented screen. But the, the functionality for the most part goes out to everybody for free, which is great. I mean, in fact, just to kind of further my own point, other car companies are indeed right now trying to monetize certain features that Tesla gives away for free. There are, there are things going on. There, there are some things I've read about online where there are other companies that are tra- they're charging uh, kind of ab- absurd amounts of monies for monies. No, absurd amounts of money. There we go. I can I can talk really. See, I'm recording early in the day. I should be. I shouldn't. I don't have the excuse of being tired today. It's just me being a, a human who makes mistakes. That's all it is. But in any case, uh, again, thank you to the entire Tesla software team. And thank you to Tesla for normalizing free updates. This is a good thing that is being normalized here. Uh, so it's just wonderful to see. I think it's good for the whole car industry, quite frankly, because the expectation will get built up of, oh, well, I can get a Tesla and I get all kinds of updates for free, or I could buy this other company's car and well they're they charge for stuff that's not great and it, not that that's going to be the decision the the single reason you'd make a decision to buy one car over another but it it matters it adds up all right speaking of software updates your tesla can now this isn't part of v11 but your tesla can now tell you if your tires are wearing unevenly and if your tread depth is too low This comes via Drive Tesla Canada, who writes, according to photos shared with us, a new error message appears on your screen warning you of the potential problem. It also advises you to schedule a service appointment for a tire inspection and rotation. Naturally, the question after seeing this new feature is, 
How is the car able to measure your tread depth? While it might seem like magic, it's actually quite simple. You might not be able to visually notice the difference, but as your tire loses tread, it is getting smaller. When this happens, the tire begins rotating faster than it was when it was new. What your Tesla is likely doing is measuring how many times the wheel is rotating, and once it reaches a certain point, it knows that the tire tread is getting low. Similarly, if one tire is rotating faster than the other, it would also know if the tread is wearing unevenly. According to the owners who shared this new message, it's an error code, uh, with us, they are both on the 2021.44.5 software update, which is the one, let me double check that. Yeah, right. that's right before the holiday update on that. So uh, very cool there. That's pretty interesting. And as it's a safety feature, and it could also be looked at as potentially a money-saving one. Because if this message prompts at a reasonably early time, it can serve as a reminder to rotate your tires every 6,000 miles, which in turn helps increase the life of your tires, and thus you don't have to replace them quite as often. And over time, it might save you a decent bit of money. So yeah, another, another good reason to be glad that you drive a car that is so smart and can do this stuff. It's really cool. More good news. Elon Musk says, quote, Tesla will hold a Giga Texas grand opening party with factory tours for the community in early 2022. Now, the big question that I had when I read that tweet and that you probably have now as you're hearing it is, will these factory tours include any look whatsoever at the Cybertruck in whatever state the Cybertruck production line happens to be in at that point that they're giving those factory tours. My hope is very much yes. I mean, the, the fact is there are over 1 million reservations for the Cybertruck, as you all know. So it just would be really nice to give some of, the, uh, some of those folks an early look at the production line that their future truck will be on. Now, it's probably not reasonable to expect to see pre-production Cybertrucks on that production line. In fact, the, the Cybertruck production line may not even be there yet when these factory tours happen, but perhaps, but basically I guess what I'm trying to say is anything would be great. Even if all you see is the production line for the Cybertruck being constructed, well, that'd be pretty cool to see if you were to attend this grand opening and get to, because you'd see, hey, yeah, oh, that's cool. That's where my Cybertruck's gonna get made in X number of months or the next couple of years. I've told this story many times before, but I had the extreme good fortune of being invited as a plus one uh, back in 2011, October 2011, with a friend of mine who was on the reservation list for the Model S before it even came out. So he's, uh, he's definitely in the OG department when it comes to the Model S. And he invited me for the first open house that Tesla had at the Fremont factory after they had taken it over from Toyota. And they had some beta Model S's there at the time. And we got to, we walked the entire production line, which was pretty small at that time. Tesla was just in a little tiny corner of that giant factory that they've now not only filled up, but they've expanded on and they're bursting at the seams over there in Fremont. But, and, and so I'm so grateful for that opportunity because it was a snapshot in time that will never 
you can never see again because the factory has grown by so much. So that all I'm trying to say is whatever state that that Cybertruck production line might be in when they do those Gigafactory, Giga Texas factory tours, that'll be a neat experience, a neat memory for those of you who are able to attend that grand opening because you'll just get to think back, yeah, that's right, I, I got to see it before it was fully spun up and spitting out 300,000 Cybertrucks a year. Uh, let's see here. Next up this week, oh, I guess I should add, I hope that a lot of you get to go to this, and, and the thing I'll just add is, in case you're wondering, well, how do I get invited? We don't know yet. We have no idea how invitations will be sent out, if there's going to be a website that you can sign up on to enter into like a ticket lottery or of sorts or, or how that's going to happen. But certainly as any updates come through with regard to how to gain admission, I will pass those along. Here's another one from Drive Tesla Canada. But this one isn't quite as good of news, although it might turn out to be kind of a nothing burger, but I wanted to pass it along anyway. Tesla has now quietly changed the audio setup for the premium interior, reducing the number of speakers from 14 to 13. And as Drive Tesla Canada writes, there has been no change to the other components with the page listed uh, listing the premium audio package as having 13 speakers, one subwoofer, two amps, and immersive sound. This change is noted on the specs page of both the Model 3 and the Model Y on the Tesla.com website. We don't know yet which speaker has been removed. Uh, the previous setup included 10 speakers at the front of the cabin and four at the rear, so the likely candidate is one of the front speakers. There's been no change to the partial premium audio for the standard range plus, or I guess what is now known simply as the Model 3, the standard Model 3, uh, and no change in price for either vehicle to reflect the new arrangement. The change to the audio setup in cars built in Fremont follows the same change at Giga Shanghai earlier this month. On December 6th, it was noted by local media in China that the number of speakers had been reduced from 15 to 14 in, when including the subwoofer, so it does match up. Now, as Tesla Motors subreddit user, fittingly enough, their username is subculture1000, not sure if that's a coincidence or not, but as that user noted, from a layout I found, I would guess it's the tweeter mid-range combo in the center of the front dash just being replaced with a single unit. And so that's where the nothing burger comes back into the picture. This is then perhaps not really a downgrade as it initially sounded, but instead more of just kind of a lateral move. And thus, perhaps, there will be no noticeable difference in the audio performance whatsoever, which is ideally what <laughs> we hope the answer is going to be. I still think it's interesting, though, because even if that's indeed the case, it's yet another illustration of how Tesla, even now four and a half years into production on the Model 3 and a year and a half into the production of the Model Y, continues to look and find, by the way, ways to gain manufacturing efficiency and save costs on the building of these cars. It's just Tesla's, their relentless pursuit. No, Lexus, their slogan is the relentless pursuit of perfection. Tesla's should be the relentless pursuit of efficiency in all forms, manufacturing efficiency, battery efficiency, motor efficiency, aerodynamic efficiency. 
That should be Tesla's slogan, the relentless pursuit of efficiency. And yes, Tesla, you can have that one for free if you want. <laughs> uh, let's see, next here, the Tesla semi-truck. Its latest customer order comes from California-based carrot packaging, not carrot like the vegetable, but carrot like the diamond, K-A-R-A-T. Carrot Packaging Incorporated, a manufacturer of environmentally friendly disposable food service products, recently announced that it had ordered 10 Tesla semis for its fleet. I saw this story on Tesla Roddy, who writes, the Tesla semi order is part of Carrot's plans to expand its logistics services business in the United States, as per a press release from the company. So far, Carrot operates a fleet of 86 trucks and trailers. The company also provides third-party logistics services to about 100 of its customers in California. The addition of the Tesla Semi to Carrot's fleet comes at an opportune time for the company. This is due to the food, serving, food service packaging manufacturer's plans to expand its logistic offerings geographically from its current distribution centers in Texas, New Jersey, and South Carolina. Carrot also has plans to expand its operations in California. Alan Yu, Carrot Packaging's chairman and chief executive officer, expressed his excitement about the company's Tesla semi-orders, saying, quote, We are excited to incorporate alternative fuel trucks into our fleet. This purchase represents our commitment to continue investing in environmentally friendly solutions. According to Carrot Packaging's competitive advantage and the uh, or excuse me, adding to Carrot Packaging's competitive advantage and the company's distinguishing characteristics, we are pleased to offer additional third-party logistics services to new and existing customers, particularly during the current supply chain environment, end quote. Well, you know, I mean, 10 might not seem like a lot until you realize that 10 semi-trucks is a $2.5 million order. It's not chump change. That's not nothing right there. And for my part, I look forward to seeing these electric trucks out in the wild in California. I mean, I suspect that clients like Pepsi that are going to take the earliest deliveries might even end up kind of in a roundabout weird viral way, get some free advertising out of it. Because I would expect that a lot of regular drivers and just other truckers on the road are going to take notice of Tesla semis and what logos are on them and are going to take pictures of them and upload them to social media and they're going to get buzzed about and talked about. So yeah, there's, you know, a little, a little first mover advantage for people like Pepsi and, or companies like Pepsi and companies like Carrot Packaging. Uh, finally, real quick, last thing before I move on to the Ride the Lightning Hotline. Last week, I talked about the Model 3 earning the IIHS Top Safety Pick Plus Award for the 2021 Vision-only cars. And now, the Model Y of the same recent camera-only vintage has joined it. No surprise there, certainly, because both cars are based off of the same exceptionally safe platform. Both cars run the same Vision-based driver assistance and safety system. And they're, you know, they're very, they share a lot of bits and pieces and a lot of uh, systems in effect. So the Model Y now joining the Model 3 as an IIHS top safety pick plus. Congratulations once again to the entire Tesla team. 
All right, I'm gonna come right back here in just a minute with the Ride the Lightning Hotline, more of your excellent phone calls. But before I do, I have the final message from Wholesome Bakery. Their, uh, their, their sort of partnership with the podcast here is coming to an end as December and the year comes to an end. But Wholesome Bakery, what a, a wonderful partner. They, you know, they, they signed up initially to, all right, let's, let's do a month. Let's try a month together. And then they got such a great response from all of you guys that they re-upped for two more months. So I want to thank them and I want to thank you for supporting me and supporting them. I told you, I believe in Wholesome Bakery. I, I'm a big fan. In fact, I am going, as soon as I'm done recording this, I'm actually going to be driving over to their bakery to pick up an order for myself to bring to our Christmas Eve and then tomorrow Christmas uh, family gathering. So again, uh, let me just go over this one more time after that thank you. So it's Wholesome Bakery, you know by now, but let me give it, just give you the spiel one more time. It's everything is plant-based. So for me, it's non-dairy, which is, that's, that's what I'm after, but there's no, there's no gluten, there's no soy, there's no refined sugar, no dairy. It's all organic. So it's just awesome. Again, I'm, I'm a big fan of the cookie sandwiches. I've gotten a lot of emails and Instagram messages and, and tweets from, those of you who've tried them, and I'm, I'm hearing a lot of you are liking them. I mean, I guess the people that aren't, if anybody's not liking them, they're not messaging me, which is, which is fine. It's all right. Uh, but I'm getting a lot of people messaging me saying, yes, I, you know, I either tried them myself or gave them as a gift and they're great. And I'm not surprised because again, I love them myself. This is not just a, a you know, shallow sales thing. Like I am actually a, a customer of Wholesome Bakery myself. I love their their treats. So get yours. The I will say, I know Christmas, as you're hearing this, is over, but this last week here, they're still offering the 10% discount code off of new orders. So if you haven't ordered yet, you've got one more week, maybe just give them a try. Treat yourself, treat somebody in your family, uh, friend, family, whatever you want to do. They've got, again, not just the the cookie sandwiches that have the amazing coconut-based cream filling, but they've also got paleo-friendly fudge brownies, marzipan truffles, all kinds of stuff, fudge, cookies, pumpkin chocolate loaves. Just check them out, wholesomebakery.com. They ship anywhere in the U.S. And use and that code that I promised you there for 10% off, it's NEWFRIEND, all one word, so N-E-W-F-R-I-E-N-D. New friend, 10% off, wholesomebakery.com. Again, thanks to Wholesome Bakery for supporting the podcast, and thanks to all of you for supporting Wholesome Bakery, which in turn supports the podcast. All right, let me get now to the Ride the Lightning Hotline, but I need a quick breather. Be right back. As promised, it is time for the Ride the Lightning Hotline, your time to shine. I feature your calls right here. There are two easy ways to call in, which I invite you to do so. I welcome your participation. You can use your smartphone's built-in voice recording software. Just record your question right into your phone. Please try to keep it to 90 seconds or less and email that file to me at 
teslapodcast at gmail.com. Or you can take that same phone call and just actually call in and leave a message on the Ride the Lightning hotline. The toll-free number that you can dial anytime is 1-888-989-8752. Again, that's 1-888-989-TSLA. And if you know someone special with an upcoming birthday, anniversary, graduation, or some other special occasion, you can give them a unique gift of recorded voices from friends and family telling them why they're special. The recordings can be podcasted or put onto a keepsake. Visit lifeonrecord.com to learn more. Let me kick things off with Cody in Tennessee. Ryan, Cody in Tennessee again. Uh, my dog Maggie and I are walking around the neighborhood, cocktail in hand, at least for myself, not for Maggie, celebrating Daisy's miraculous recovery. Congratulations to you and your family, and I know that your entire listenership are also celebrating uh, this 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 fantastic news. So, congratulations to you and your family. I wish you and Daisy many, many, many years of continued happiness. Um, I am also happy this evening. I'm happy to report that a week from today, I take delivery of my Model 3 performance. I cannot wait. Two questions related to that. One, we somewhat talked to the last time I sent you a message, and that was regarding the tires. One is, regarding that, I've heard and seen on the Internet many accounts that the tires that come on the car are summer and not adequate for winter temperatures. You know, I live in the, the south. Um, we get, you know, days below 40 degrees, occasional snow, but taking delivery next week, do I need to plan for alternative tires on delivery? Curious about your perspective on that as a Model 3 performance owner. Then secondly, I'm wondering if regarding the um, switch to vision and the lack of radar, um, is let's you know I have a lot of trust in Tesla. They've not proven me, you know, not proven to not be trustworthy when it comes to technology. But say radar taking radar out of the cars was a bad decision. Have they crossed the Rubicon? Is there any way to undo this? Is there any way to put radar back in these cars? Should that go you know, come to be a, a, a bad mistake? So uh, anyway, curious about your insights. Um, again, celebrating Daisy's recovery. Hope you have a, a good weekend and thank you for everything you do. Bye. Cody, by the time you hear this, you have likely taken delivery. So let me say congratulations and welcome to Team P3D. You are going to love this car. It's I've said this many times, but it's like owning your own roller coaster. It is joy on tap via a flick of your right ankle. That's all it is. Anytime you need a smile on your face, that's all you got to do. Now that said... You will need to get all season or winter tires on it ASAP based on the temperature, the weather situation you described. My friendly advice would be, now this depends on your preference and budget, is to either put all seasons on the car and sell the summer tires or get an entire second set of wheels and tires that are specifically for winter that you can just swap the the whole thing, the whole wheels on and off. Now, the, the point is, basically, uh, you don't want to be putting, just pulling tires on, putting, putting them on, pulling them off. There we go. I can speak. You don't want to be doing that too often at the risk of damage to the wheels. So that's why I propose one of those two solutions. But for this moment, as you take delivery, given, again, the weather conditions you described, you should probably try to get those summer tires off of the car. 
They are simply not safe in sub 40 degree weather. Now, as to your second question about the radar, you know, in theory, Tesla could reinstall slash slash retrofit radar into every car model three and Y that's shipped without it. But I can't imagine it's going to come to that. It would be massively expensive, although they do have enough cash on hand nowadays to afford it, but it would also be a huge public black eye for them. So, I mean, as I said, uh, when I was first complaining about my issues on the radar only system, I am confident as frustrating as it's been in my experience so far on the vision only system, I am confident that it's going to get much better just as Tesla's own in-house autopilot system got better after they divorced from Mobileye. It's just a question of how long it's going to take for it to get better. Hopefully very, very quickly, but drive safely and have fun. Cody, thank you for your call. Here's Damon from Northbrook, Illinois, on the subject of performance Teslas. Hey, Ryan. Damon out of Northbrook, Illinois here, calling regarding Tesla's performance cars and the advent of track mode. As far as I understand it, the Model 3 performance is the only performance car to have had track mode. I think in the past, the Model S and X performance didn't have it because their cooling systems just couldn't handle the heat on a track for heavier cars and uh, older battery tech. But... Um, the Y is kind of odd that it doesn't have it because it's essentially the same architecture as the Model 3 performance, just a little heavier and a little higher sitting. And there's been even, I don't think even any rumor of the Y getting a track mode. And I wonder if they're trying to discourage people from taking the Y to the track or not. I bring this up with having watched some recent videos of the Model S Plaid on the track, and it's getting hot and cooking its brakes. And that's largely because of the intervention of the traction control coming in and trying to limit the car's spinning wheels, which track mode helps limit um, and, and free up those wheels and not, not cook the brakes so much. Um, it seems to Tesla's detriment to release the car without track mode in it, and I wonder why. So the Model Y performance doesn't have it, and the Plaid wasn't released with it, and no good rumors on when they may or if ever get it. Um, curious on your thoughts on this. It just seems kind of weird that the three performance is the only car to have it. And there's not a lot of talk about other cars getting it. So, all right. Well, uh, thanks for all you do. I look forward to your thoughts and, uh, take care. All the best. Bye. Thanks for calling in Damon. As you know, the model three performance got it around, gosh, you know, I don't remember now, maybe a year or so after the performance car came out. It was a decent bit after, I remember that, since I was lucky enough to be one of the first performance deliveries. But you're right, it is the only one so far. Uh, it really doesn't make sense to me that the performance Y doesn't have it, because it is running the exact same drivetrain, the exact same battery pack that the performance Model 3 is. Same brakes, too, I think. It's just a bit heavier and a bit taller. So there's seemingly no good reason, at least that I can think of, for the performance Y to not have track mode. As for the Plaid, I'm sure that one is going to get its track mode. We all know that a 200 mile per hour top speed update is coming along at some point. I suspect that track mode will accompany that. Or, if not that, it'll arrive when the carbon ceramic brake kit does in the middle of next year. 
The only car I think really has to have it right at launch is the next-gen Roadster because that car is literally designed to conquer the track. Good observations here, Damon. Thanks, as always, for your call. Next up is Chris from Chicago. Hey, Ryan. Chris from Chicago again. Uh, Just wanted to throw out there that I saw a few days ago that Tesla insurance opened up to Illinois residents. Uh, And I I know they had been uh, operating in California and Texas, and it kind of gets rolled out state by state. But I noticed it was in Illinois, so I jumped on it, of course. It set up to less than, I don't know, less than five or ten minutes. And, uh, you know, it was very seamless. Um, The only thing I'm concerned about now, now I'm on the, the safety score program, uh, so we'll, we'll see what that means for my premium going forward, but right out the, right out the gate, it's about $50 cheaper a month than it was with my previous carrier. So we will see how it goes from here on out, uh, based on my driving. Just want to throw it out there for anybody, uh, anybody else who may live in Illinois that doesn't, uh, know that it's available yet. Thanks. Bye-bye. Chris, thank you very much. I actually had not heard that it's now available in Illinois, so I'm more than happy to play your call here for your fellow Land of Lincoln residents who may also not have heard yet either. And I'm thrilled to hear that it's saving you a good chunk of money each month. I mean, take that over a year, that's 600 bucks in a year. Though I have to, of course, acknowledge that everybody's situation is different. Some drivers are younger, older, male, female, accident history, no accident history, etc., etc. But it's definitely worth at least looking at as you did. Uh, I did here in California when it first rolled out. And for me, it didn't quite make sense. Although the pricing was pretty competitive. It just wasn't quite enough to, to make me, to tip me over into switching over to Tesla. But point is, it is great that Illinois Tesla owners now have another insurance option. Thank you very much for your call. And let me now go to Joaquin from South Carolina. Hey, uh, this is Joaquin calling from uh, South Carolina here in the good old USA. Um, I I had to call in to give some credit to Tesla. So about two and a half weeks ago, it was on December 1st, I was driving my car and, you know, I was sitting at a red light, light turns green, I go like normal, everything looks fine, and then all of a sudden everything goes black. I was T-boned at the intersection by someone that was on their phone, ran the red light, and I was hit at over 75 miles per hour, uh, T-boned right on the side. And the person who hit me (laughs) literally could not walk away. Um, I don't want to disclose, you know, her medical information, but uh, she was physically unable to leave the scene and had to be extricated from the vehicle. Um, I was thrown into another car, and that other car, the people in there, also were unable to walk away. Um, I suffered from a mild concussion. Um, Aside from the concussion, I I broke my right index finger uh, with a spiral fracture. But the fact that I was able to get up and walk away, and in fact, um, I, I am a paramedic, so I provided, you know, first aid to the individuals involved and and did the best I could until the um, ambulance got there. But I just feel that Tesla deserves some credit here for prioritizing safety in their vehicles because I think that with in any other car, I doubt I I would have been okay. Um, I know with you know Tesla having the 
weight of the battery pack at the, the bottom of the vehicle. I think that was a big factor in me not flipping over when I was hit that hard. Um, and in addition, the side impact safety, you know, I don't know if it's the battery pack itself. You might be able to uh, provide some more information on that, but I, I'm just so blessed and I'm thankful to be here. Um, and interestingly, the person who hit me afterwards tried to claim that it was my fault. So I was able to play back the footage from all angles, and I was able to prove that it was not my fault. And everything, insurance claim and everything was very, very quick after that. Um, but again, for making safety their number one priority, and I want to thank you for having this awesome podcast. All right, back to you. Joaquin, thank you very much for calling in to share this story. You know, at this time of year, when we're all trying to be grateful for the things that we're lucky enough to have, your story is a reminder of what's most important, and that's our lives and our families. And you're absolutely right. Tesla probably still doesn't get enough credit for being the safest car that you can put yourself and your family into. I am so, so glad to hear that you're okay. And I hope that everyone else involved in that accident is going to be okay as well. I mean, the instigator of the accident trying to blame you after nearly getting herself killed. And if you hadn't been in a Tesla, perhaps you as almost getting you killed as well. That part of the story infuriates me to no end personally. But setting that aside, once again, your Tesla had your back on that because of the sentry mode, the dash cam. You were able to prove... No, I definitely didn't do this. You did. So uh, I presume that your car is totaled. And so I hope that between dealing with the insurance companies and the wait times for pretty much every new Tesla other than the Performance 3 and Performance Y, I hope that you're able to get a new Tesla to get yourself back on the road soon. Uh, If you haven't already You might want to put your order in now just to get in line while all of that paperwork, all that stuff happens. I mean, I don't presume to tell you how to handle things, but just as maybe a friendly suggestion, just given the wait times on most of the cars right now, it could benefit you to go ahead and, and, uh, you know, get that order in, get your, get your place back in line now. But the bottom line here, your story is a sobering reminder to us all to be very careful out there. And again, not, not That's not directed at you. That's directed at the person that hit you. But to all of us, I mean, it's, be careful out there. Keep your phone put away while you're driving. And also, be grateful uh, that we're lucky enough to be driving the safest cars, again, that the United States government has ever tested, ever. Safest cars this country has ever put through its paces. So... Uh, Joaquin, a sincere happy holidays to you. Thank you again for sharing your story. And I hope that your injuries heal up quickly and that you're able to get back into a new Tesla very soon. Let me take one more call this week. It's from Brad in Iowa. Hey, Ryan, this is Brad from Iowa. This is the first time that I've called in, but I've been listening to your podcast a very long time. So thank you for everything that you do. I should also mention that I'm a fellow P3D owner with FSD. And uh, the car was built in the tent right alongside yours three and a half years ago. But it's still the most fun thing that I've ever purchased and the best thing that I've ever purchased. I would like to make a feature enhancement suggestion, knowing that a 
few Tesla people actually listen to this podcast, and it has to do with low-pressure tire warning and the, the system involved with that. Um, a co-worker of mine owns a Honda Pilot. It's brand new. And with that Pilot, it'll warn you about a low tire, and as you start to fill that tire, the horn will chirp once, and once it gets to the rated tire pressure, it actually chirps three times. So all you need to do is pull the tire pressure gauge, check it, confirm it, and you're off to the races. I thought that'd be a pretty cool feature to add into the Tesla software model. All right, thanks. I confess I've never heard of that feature, Brad, but I love it. I agree. I'd love to see Tesla implement something like that, which I imagine is totally possible since the car, via the TPMS, the tire pressure monitoring system, knows what the tire pressures are. Great idea here, and I hope somebody from the Tesla team takes note of it and adds it to the feature queue. You never know. Thank you so much for your call, Brad. Thanks to everybody who took the time to call into the podcast again. Keep your calls coming. I'd love to hear from you. I'll do some more calls next week. I gave the dial-in information at the top of this segment. It's also in the show description every week if you ever need to refer back to it there. But with that, let me take one more quick little break, and I'll come right back with the spirit of adventure, a.k.a. what I've been up to with my car, as well as your pro tip of the week and more coming up right after this. This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief Sierra 117. You're listening to Ride the Lightning, the Tesla unofficial podcast. You know, that Cybertruck looks a lot like a warthog, doesn't it? Master Chief, out. I want to start this part of the show by sending along a sincere thank you to all of you who send along your kind notes, your kind comments, messages about Daisy's recovery. I really appreciate every single one of them. It warms my heart to read them, and I am just so grateful for her good health. I really, really am. It's because, again, I, it, this wasn't supposed to happen. It wasn't supposed to get to be this back to normal. And so I, it's just, it feels like a gift, and I am grateful for that gift. Um, what else can I tell you about my car? Oh, I actually, I did have a, a weird, random, quote-unquote, problem with my car that thankfully I was able to fix myself. I ha- had gotten home. It had been raining. Plugged the car in, as I always do, my habit after I get home. And then I thought, okay, you know what? The car had been clean. I'm just going to towel this thing off real quick, and I think I can still keep it looking nice, even though it's just been rained on. And as I was toweling it off, I I bumped, I don't, I don't even know, I think it was with my elbow or something, I bumped the open charge port door, you know, because the car was plugged in. And it, a, a piece, like something fell. I heard something hit the ground. I'm like, uh, that doesn't sound good. And I look on the ground and there was a, there was a little, what I think is a magnet popped out. It's at the, the if the charge port door is closed, it's at the bottom of the charge port door. So I think it's what, again, kind of when the charge port door flips open uh, or flips closed, it's a little magnet that helps hold it closed. And that popped out. And uh, what's interesting is I can see why it popped out because there was like no adhesive on it. It was all, it was dry. There was like very little glue residue on there. But I was able to take care of it myself. I went and and picked up some Gorilla Glue at the store and then just did that and kept it and just left it closed. So it was like, you know, clamping itself to the car. Uh, And now it seems perfectly fine again. So if that happens to you, 
you know, you could just, just a little Gorilla Glue will will take care of that, or, or maybe even like rubber cement might work, a little bit of that, but just some sort of stronger adhesive will take care of it if that happens to you. Uh, and uh, also, I'm getting my Tesla Christmas present, present literally right now. I happen between phone calls, you know, I, I record my, you know, I plug in the phone call, uh, and then I record my response, and then I, you know, I do that one by one. So I, st- I took a little quick minute between calls and I just randomly opened the Tesla app thinking maybe the te- beta FSD beta 10.8, which has the holiday update stuff I just told you about all bundled into it. Maybe it will be downloading because I really want it today. I've got a, a drive down to my brother-in-law's house today and I'm really eager to get these FSD beta improvements because this, uh, this particular version of the FSD beta 10.8 it says it specifically addresses what Tesla calls false slowdowns or what we've been calling phantom braking. And sure enough, I opened my phone and there it is. And it started to download and right now. It's, it's at 50% downloaded. So I'll get to get that installed before I hop in the car in a few more hours to head down for our family get together. So yay, I'm very, very happy to be getting the version 11 with FSD beta 10.8. As uh, for my Tesla Christmas present, I will happily take it. I guess just fingers crossed that this is going to be the big improvement on that uh, false slowdown that uh, that I've been having such a, a frustrating experience with. So I will let you know next week how 10.8 is going. Uh, entertainment recommendation for this week. Well, I'll just mention it's not actually out yet. But on the 29th, if you've got Disney Plus, the book of Boba Fett starts. You know that which was teased at the very end, the post-credits teaser from The Mandalorian season 2. It is a Boba Fett spin-off show. Uh, that looks like it's going to be awesome. So, I'm looking forward to watching that starting on the 29th. Okay, time for your pro tip of the week. Here's Judson from Claremont, Florida. Hey Ryan, Judson Osmond here calling from Claremont, Florida. I am a long-time listener, but first-time caller, and I am also a first-time Tesla owner, so super excited about that. I've been listening to your show for years, so thank you so much for all of the great work you do for the community. Um, But I did want to call in about uh, an issue that we had with the car over the weekend. So I've only had it for about a week now, but on uh, Saturday, we were leaving our office Christmas party, and as I was headed down the road, I realized that the right... um, rearview mirror did not open up. It was still closed into the vehicle. So I thought to myself, well, once I stop, I'll see what I can do to get it open. You know, we opened up the screen. My wife was messing with the screen, trying to see if she could find anything. Nothing was working. And uh, I said, well, when we get to it, maybe we stop at a red light. I'll see what I can do. Um, In the meantime, as I was driving, I remember what I've heard on the show that I could do a reboot. So I held both buttons down. The screen started its reboot process. And, you know, I was hoping once it completed that it would open back up. I knew that I could still drive. But then what happened was a light turned orange in front of us. And I said, well, I'll take the opportunity to to stop here. And um, I put the car in park thinking if I put it in park and then back into drive, maybe that mirror would open up. Well, what actually happened was the car would not go back into drive while it was in that reboot process. And it turned into quite a scary situation, actually, because the light turned green again, of course. 
I'm stuck at the intersection. And I even tried turning the emergency flashers on, but in the reboot process, they wouldn't come on either. So in, you know, it seemed like it took a very long time, but it was probably only 15 to 20 seconds of traffic flying by us, coming up behind us. The emergency flashers did come on. And as soon as they came on, I was able to hit it and drive and of course, floor it and pull away from the intersection. But like I said, it was quite a scary situation. So just wanted to make, you know, maybe your listeners aware that if you are doing that uh, reboot process, do not put it into part because you're not going to be able to drive until it completes that process. Um, Other than that, the car has been a dream. Uh, Just wanted to pass that along. I'll also say, Ryan, that your uh, the pro tip segment has quickly become my favorite segment of the show. So I'll recommend to you that uh, if you have another week that you're going to take off, maybe a supercut section of the pro tips would be a super helpful episode for us new owners. All right. Thanks so much for you do. And I'll be sure to call in again with an update. Hey, Judson, congratulations on your new car. And I am very happy to hear that you enjoy the pro tips section of the podcast, because as you've by now figured out, based on where we are on the show, I think this counts as a pro tip. Don't put your car in park if you're going to reboot it while you're driving. That is good advice for us all for the exact scenario that you laid out. Uh, Seriously, I am glad that you and your wife are okay and that that nothing bad came of that. And by the way, your suggestion about doing a vacation episode the next time I go go away with my family that's just a a big super cut of pro tips, that's actually uh, already on my list of ideas for vacation shows. So I'm glad that you mentioned it too. That means I know there are at least some people out there that would appreciate that if in uh, if I end up doing that. So I'll keep that in mind for the future. Thank you so much. And thanks to everybody who has sent in pro tips of the week. I keep a log of them, like a running list I dip into each week. So if you've got a pro tip of the week, please call in and I would love to educate myself and educate everybody listening to the podcast as well. You can send in your pro tip of the week the same way that you send in the regular Ride the Lightning Hotline phone call, which I gave you the call-in instructions for a little earlier in the show. All right, before I head out for this week, let me mention some friends of the podcast. Starting with abstractocean.com, purveyors of many, many fine aftermarket Tesla accessories. They've got so much stuff, it's probably easiest if you just go and sort by car. They've got a nice organized uh, way to look at all the accessories available there. But the newest stuff, there's the fourth gen tempered glass screen protectors I've talked about that are antimicrobial coated. They use aluminosilicate glass, which is the same stuff that Corning glass uses for Gorilla Glass. Uh, they've got, it's, it's very easy to install. They ship with the installation frame, et cetera, et cetera, lifetime guarantee. But that is one of many things. Lighting. So many great lighting options, including that rear footwell lighting kit that I think is especially cool for you Model Y owners. Just a lot. It is a lot. Go to abstractocean.com, and after you've got everything that you like into your shopping cart there, go to your checkout and enter the coupon code RTLPODCAST to get 15% off of your first order. Again, that's RTLPODCAST all one word. Thanks to abstractocean.com for uh, extending that kind discount offer to Ride the Lightning listeners. Meanwhile, everyamp.com slash RTL, that's the website to go to to get your snap plate, the front license plate bracket for people like me 
that hate having to have a front license plate bracket. This one doesn't use automotive tape, automotive adhesive, which is what the ones that Tesla includes with your car do. You don't wanna do that. Use the snap plate instead. It's radiator safe, it's grill safe, it's paint safe, as I just mentioned. It just, it looks better. It's gonna go on and off, no problem but securely so, I should add. You can take it off for car shows, take it off while you're washing the car, put it back on if you're gonna be parked at a parking meter, if you're gonna be going through a toll uh, road or bridge, something like that. Get yours again at everyamp.com slash RTL for any of the four Teslas, S3, X, or Y. If you're in the San Francisco Bay Area or you're gonna be here and you'd like to treat your car to a spa day, Well, you're going to want to go to Immaculate Reflections. Jeff McGovern, the owner and operator there, an extraordinarily talented detailer and an even better human being. I've spent so many hours with this man over the last, uh, gosh, about four years now. I mean, I've had the car for three and a half and we'd started to get, get to know each other before that. He's just a wonderful person and boy, is he good at what he does. Uh, If you see my car, you will know that... Jeff knows what he's doing. So whether you want to do paint correction to take out some of the factory flaws in the paint that every car has, by the way, it's not unique to Tesla, or even things that have been introduced since you've had the car, maybe some swirls, whatever it is. So paint correction, paint protection film on some or all of the car, and or ceramic coating so that you don't have to wax the car for the next three to five years. You want to go to Immaculate Reflections again if you and your car are going to be here in the greater San Francisco Bay Area. There's no one better in this town. Go to Jeff. He'll get you taken care of. He'll have your car looking better than new. If you'd like to book in with him, go to his website, irdetailing.com, as in Immaculate Reflections, irdetailing.com. Mention that you're a Ride the Lightning listener, and there's a nice little discount waiting for you, which is very nice of Jeff to do for my audience. I appreciate that, Jeff. How about puretesla.com slash RTL, your one-stop shop for your dash cam and sentry mode needs. They use a micro SD based solution that plugs in via the USB port, and it's just going to last and last and be super reliable. I've got the 128 gig kit in my car, which is $49 shipped free anywhere in the US. There's also a 256 gigabyte kit for $69, also shipped free anywhere in the US. It's plug and play, it comes pre-formatted, ready to go, you just take it out of the package, plug it straight into your car, boom, done, you've got dash cam and sentry and don't have to think about it or worry about it anymore in the event of any kind of incident. So get yours at puretesla.com slash RTL. And don't forget Jada, my friends over there, they make an entire product line of great Tesla accessories. My favorite, given the fact that I have a 2018 Model 3, being the version 4 wireless charging pad. It's better and nicer looking than ever. I've got the V3 in my car, and that one's great. The V4 is is even improved off of that. They've also got the Jada USB hub console that features a storage organizer, AirPod charger, Apple Watch charger, USB hub, some additional USB ports as well. Uh, There's also the Jada tray, just a lot of cool stuff. 
go to their website, which I'll give you the, the referral link in a second, but the coupon code for them, because they are also kind enough to offer the Ride the Lightning audience a discount. The coupon code here is simply RTL. So put that in for a nice discount at checkout. And if you are going to purchase any of the Jada products, I humbly and politely ask that you use my referral link because full transparency, they'll throw a couple bucks my way if you purchase anything using my referral link. So I give you the coupon code for a discount. You go, you shop via my referral link. Hopefully that's a fair and friendly arrangement. So go to getjada.com slash R-E-F slash eight. And Jada is spelled J-E-D-A. And I believe that is about everything other than if you're not already subscribing slash following the podcast on your favorite podcast service, you can do so for free on all the major podcast services so that the show pushes to you automatically each week rather than you having to go, oh yeah, it's Sunday, time for a new Ride the Lightning. So follow slash subscribe slash whatever your favorite podcast provider calls it. So I'm on Apple Podcasts, I'm on Google Podcasts, I'm on Stitcher, I'm on TuneIn and Spotify, which are both natively in your Tesla, so you can listen that way right through the car as well. If you prefer to listen via YouTube, again, I don't have video of of me, you don't want to see my face, believe me, but uh, I am on there just in audio form, you can listen on YouTube, go on YouTube and search Ride the Lightning Tesla, you'll find my channel, you can subscribe to the channel that way, so... Plenty of different ways and options for you to listen to this podcast, whichever one works for you. I'm on Twitter and Instagram, same handle on both, DMC underscore Ryan, hearkening back to my old DeLorean days. The DeLorean will always be near and dear to my heart. I will never, never distance myself from it. I will never, I will always embrace having been so fortunate to own that dream car of mine for so many years, and I I happily have it as part of my online social media handles. You can also email me, if you like, for whatever reason, teslapodcast at gmail.com. And finally, let me mention here, um, this is the final show of 2021. Technically, next week's show I'll have recorded in 2021, but you won't hear it until 2022. But uh, yeah, if you would, wouldn't mind hearing me taking just a minute to mention, as I do at the end of the show, my Patreon. This podcast is fully listener-supported It's and on, on a volunteer basis. A number of you are kind enough to voluntarily contribute to my efforts here through Patreon. And if you're not familiar with Patreon, it is a uh, platform, I guess it would be kind of similar to Kickstarter, except... With Kickstarter, you're, you're, you're kickstarting one project, you know, one thing, like I want to make a video game or I want to make an album or I want to make um, whatever it is, and you're, you're contributing towards that specific single goal. Well, Patreon is like Kickstarter, but it's, it's like an ongoing support of your favorite creators, whether it's an author, a musician, in my case, a podcaster, where you're saying, hey, Ryan, you know what? You are there every Sunday for me. I really enjoy Ride the Lightning. And yes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to support you on Patreon. You can do that uh, in either monthly format, a monthly pledge, or an annual one. And if you take the annual one, 
you get a 5% discount off of that annual pledge. So hopefully maybe, you know, if you, if you prefer that way, you get a little something out of it for yourself as well. So I've got a number of different tiers, starting with the sport tier for five bucks a month. And that will get you early access to each week's episode. And then there's the ludicrous tier at 10 bucks a month, which is the early access plus the monthly bonus episode, which again, changing formats for that. I'm going to tell you about that next week. That's going to go into effect next week. And then you go up to the plaid tier, which gets you even more stuff. And then the maximum plaid tier that you've heard me talk about, that one gets you all that stuff I mentioned, plus more, plus the monthly Google Hangout that we have such a fun time at every month. So anyway, if you would be so kind, maybe this week, maybe today, maybe this week, maybe first of the year, you say, you know what, I'm going to start 2022 by back and right. Whatever you want to do, I'd just be humbled and grateful if you'd take a look at my Patreon page and you'd consider a pledge at some point. And my Patreon page can be found at patreon.com slash Tesla podcast, Patreon spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. I do put a lot of love into this podcast, a heck of a lot of research, a lot of time and energy, and I hope that comes through. And I hope at some point that will translate to you saying, you know what? Yes, Ryan, you I, you have earned my support and I'm going to back you on Patreon. But in any case, uh, let me close by thanking the higher tier Patreon backers, Let me start with the Roadster in Space tier backers, Pete White, Lyle Austin, Steve Radspinner, Fernando Cordero, Lawton from Chicago. Lawton and I just had our, uh, we did a one-on-one Google Hangout, which you get at the Roadster in Space tier in addition to all the other stuff. It was great to talk to him. Uh, He's such a sweetheart of a guy. Uh, thank you, Lawton, for taking the time to do that. Also, Sean Neidig is in the Roadster and Space tier. Scooter Ward, Neil Weaver, Jackson Wallace, Crafty Geek, Richard Stokes, Rolf and Jennifer Evers, and Howard Anthony Smith. Thanks to all of you for that extraordinarily generous support at the Roadster and Space tier. And then the Maximum Plaid backers. Jonathan Wales, thank you. Cameron Clark, Daniel Grummer, Seth Capello, Nick and Tony, Tesla Hitchhiker 42, John Schmidt, Stan Roth, Charles Galpin, Ryan from Las Vegas, Darren Nickel, Kaz Barnes, Ulrich Lassa, Brett Libano, Patrick Wisniewski, Gil Cabrera. Hey, oh, by the way, Gil, this was something that came up at the last monthly Patreon Google Hangout. The, the yoke in the plaid. Or excuse me, in the just the new SNX, not just the plat. It is heated. We were wondering. It came up. We were like, "Wait, is the yoke heated?" It is. I did find that out. So uh, you probably Gil already knew that by now, since we <laughs> since we did that hangout. But for everyone else, the yoke is heated. Uh, also, thanks. Uh, continuing the maximum plaid backer thank yous. Hey Watley, Eric Brown, Mark Eversoll, Todd Badger, Joe Edgel, Kevin Yank the Tesla Owners Club of San Joaquin Valley, Michael Williams, Will Stedman, Mait Suaru, Derek Nesselrote, Justin Perez, Jeremy Harris, Chris Beach, Tom Mills, Alex Brem, Zachary Howard, Tyler Smith, Corey O'Donnell, Matthew Graham Droneberger, Scott Gillis, Aaron Huxley, another Aaron, John Cody, Sonar Tech 77, and Andre Kent. 
And then the Plaid level supporters, thank you very much. There are a lot of names in here that have been supporting me at the Plaid tier for a long time. These, uh, these, it, it, the secret is if you haven't figured this out, the names that I read first, it goes in the order of how long they've been backing. So George Cassioppo, David Brander, Logan Willis, Jason Chalukas, Tim Hyde, Peter Chalet, Eric Randolph, David Nondal. I mean, Joel Sapp, these are, these are folks that have been very generously backing me for a long time, and I am so grateful for that. Dory and Steve Guberman as well. Jeremy, the Tesla owners of Taiwan. These are, I shouldn't have stopped. These are all, <laughs> these are all folks that have been backing at the Plaid level for quite a while. Uh, Ron Lee, thank you. Charlie Gillespie, David Perella, Sunil Joseph, Dennis Peake, Jeff Angwin, Chase Cabanillas, the Lydia family, uh, Aaron Altschul, Jared Brown, Jerome Strack, Jamie Dalton, Noel and Lucy Murphy, the Tesla Owners East Bay Club, Paul Casarino, Ryan Natchett, Mike and Barbara from Louisville, David J. Howes, Travis Krenzel, Matt Nixon, the Tesla Owners Club of Wisconsin, Jonathan Zelezny, Rick Dean, not Elon Musk, and T. Kirk Lowry. Thank you all so very much for your very generous plaid level support. And with that, I will uh, say farewell for, I guess, like I said, technically for 2021, but on next week's show, 335, I'm going to continue what I've tried to turn into an annual Ride the Lightning tradition. I'm going to give you my 2022 Tesla predictions. And the extra fun part, I go back to the 2021 predictions that I did a year ago and we'll see how right and probably mostly wrong that I was. So that's always a fun part of the first show of the year, the New Year's show. So stay tuned for that. Plus, of course, a recap and analysis of whatever other news happens in the world of Tesla. The point is, I am here for you each and every week. I pride myself on that, uh, and I look forward to it. I have fun doing this podcast. It's been a fantastic Tesla year. And I am just grateful for all of you continuing to listen, continuing to invest your time in this podcast, because as I say many times at this part of the podcast, especially if you're still listening now after however long it's been, an hour and 15 minutes or so, uh, your time is the most valuable thing that you have. And the fact that you would spend an hour plus listening to my podcast each week, I do not take that for granted. And I appreciate it, and I am grateful for that because uh, you could spend your time in any million different ways, and the fact that you're choosing to spend some of it with me and sharing in our our shared collective enthusiasm of Tesla and this the company and the cars and these exciting fun cars and the the future that they are trying to build, I love it, and I, I I'm so glad that you're here with me. So with that. Stay tuned for a very fun episode 335 next week. But in the meantime, happy holidays to all of you. Happy New Year. And I'll see you in one week. I mean, I think a Tesla, 
is the most fun thing you could possibly buy ever. That's what it's meant to be. Our goal is to make it's it's not exactly a car. It's actually a thing to maximize enjoyment. It's maximum fun. 